You're listening to the Getting Smart Podcast, and today I'm joined by Timothy, a.k.a. Tim Jones, founder of Techniques for Learning and Chief Visionary Officer for Hip Hop Ed. Tim, thanks so much for being here. This is our first of four podcasts where we'll focus on the new pathways design principles, which state that to make new and effective pathways that work for all learners, they have to be intentional, they have to be equitable, they have to empower learner curation, and they have to be purpose-driven. Today, we'll be chatting about the first one, intention. So what does intention mean to you? And like, how does it show up in your life? Uh, When I think of intentional, it's attached to a purpose. And it also has a clear intent. Like that, that why is something that's answered and is something that's tangible. I think about oftentimes when I've had conversations and young people will wonder like, well, why am I learning this? What is the benefit? Like, when will I ever use that? And to me, if the learning was intentional, the way that the content would be presented would speak to the why, because then it would speak to the intent of, because if you're just giving it to me, because you just think that I should know it, that is an intent, but that intent is generic as opposed to, Tim, you need to know this because this will help you based upon what you're interested in. And this is where this applies. So then now the intention went from the general to the specific. And when you get to the specific, that's where the why is. And a lot of your why, at least in the work that you do in order to make it like really intentional and personalized for students, is often rooted in hip hop. Like that are just, and not even just hip hop, but just like that creation and the expression of oneself in order to create real meaning and and for them to see like representation. And so as we think about the different components of hip hop, and we know we're celebrating the 50th anniversary, so this was very timely. But as we think about the different components, whether it's DJing or MCing or even the more artistic components of like breakdancing and graffiti art, like how how would you relate that back to being intentional around the pathways? Um, so, for example, like with DJing, you take like an existing material and you do this a lot, actually. You take existing material and then you create new meaning. What does that mean as it relates to creating pathways for students? If you're tying it into hip hop and creating pathways for students, that that learning pathway has to be one that the student sees as a pathway to them reaching the potential of their better self. And and so just as in hip hop, the intention was to be heard, to be felt, to exercise their voice to let people know that not only are we here, but we have something to say and we matter. So then if I am a learner, how does this pathway evoke my voice? How does this pathway help me better understand myself and the world around me? How does this pathway make me a better person? And that to some may sound cliche, but every day we should be on this journey 
What can I do that's a little bit better than yesterday? What is it that I need to possibly heal from yesterday? What is it that I need to perfect? And so the learning pathway should not be something existing to the outside of that. It should be something that is the manifestation of that coupled with here's this new knowledge that you need to obtain. And the beauty with hip hop is that the knowledge that was being identified came from the continual pursuit of perfecting what was being aroused by the imagination. You have a real life example in just DJ Mickey Breeze. Can you tell his story? So DJ Mickey Breeze is a young man who I met while he was a student at the high school for recording arts. And in getting to know him, it was really clear that music was going to be his pathway. And for him, music really was more than an art. It really was where he found the essence of his being. So music really became his mirror and his window. So through music, he's seeing aspects of himself. So DJing allows him to be two, three times his age because knowledge will take him to songs that you wasn't alive when these songs were made. But yet, not only do you know the song, you know the context in which these songs need to come together. But that's the goal, right? To like, when you said like the essence of his being, when you said that, all I could think of was like, he gets in like this flow state. And that's the goal for students when they are on their journey and we're being intentional, then that means they're in a space where even distractions aren't distracting because they are just like in their zone. What does that really do for learners when they can get to that state? When they, I think... When a learner gets into that zone, in some ways, time stops. And what I mean by that is that when you're in the zone, you're not paying attention to, oh, I only have 10 more minutes left of this class, you know, or after this, I have to go there. It really is experiencing being 100% present in the moment. Uh, I would say, in addition to hip-hop or looking at hip-hop from an MC standpoint, if you're freestyling, you are fully in the moment. Your mind is only thinking about what I said, what's the next thing I'm going to say, what am I seeing around me? If you look at it from a spiritual standpoint, if you are in church or you are worshiping, you are in that zone where sometimes you feel like you're not even cognizant of where you are because you're so focused on what it is that you're feeling and what's around you. You you have to pay attention. You have to be aware. You have to constantly be observing and adjusting in order to continue to be super intentional about what you're trying to create or what you're trying to accomplish. So let me ask you, what could that look like for students? Like, how do we help them push through that part that feels difficult? Because the difficulty could have made you stop in mile two. And you would have never experienced the flow state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. Lots of affirmations, 
lots of <laughs> lots of practice, you know, and you do, you know, you do have to have strategies to get to those to, to those difficult moments and those um, the strategies around like remembering that you have gotten through many difficult moment moments. And so I think that's really key for students to to give them those reminders to to give them those pivots, you know, to give them those um, adjustments around their growth mindset. That's really what it's all about to to help them, to encourage them to not give up to, you know, so it is around how do we shape the mindsets of students to persevere even when times get difficult or just a little rocky so that they can stay on whatever path they're they're on in order to get to whatever goals they're trying to meet. And maybe it's on us to broaden how we recognize the perseverance that they've already shown, which is an aspect of their genius. So for you in your example, you were calling back on situations that you had gone through metaphorically that you attached to running, but you also were able to attach, go back to like, okay, I've done this before. Come on, we can do this. So for that student, if they haven't been recognized for their learning outside of the classroom, if they haven't been recognized for their perseverance and their capacity because it's not lining to what is being standardized in the classroom, then we are missing the acknowledgement of them having gone through the rough period that is needed to get to the flow state. Because for some students, it's the roughness that they have to endure to even make it to the class. Right. Yeah. And we've, we've talked about that, that validation that sometimes we place on students that they need some, you know, outside validators in order to make their journeys val- or uh, feel worth it um, instead of just truly valuing the process um, and and valuing like what they're bringing into the space already and, you know, cheering them on for just like even the the small milestones that they're able to accomplish. And, and I think it's great that we start with being intentional uh, because as, as I stated earlier, like if you're doing things with a level of intentionality, then that means you're paying attention to details that otherwise you may not pay attention to. But Tim, do you think like being intentional changes what learning is and who learning's for? Do you feel like, I think we have this definition of what school looks like. And obviously that's pivoted in the last few years based on lots of different factors. Um, but when we're really being intentional, does that shift our definition on just learning? I think if we're really being intentional, it does this twofold thing of making it more broad while making it more succinct. Be And what I mean by that is making it more broad because then learning becomes this life skill as opposed to just an academic measurement. It becomes succinct because it shifts the power from exclusively being in the hand of the teacher to qualify and quantify learning to it being shared with the student. That 
you and I are doing this podcast together. There's a mutual experience, but there's an individual experience because there's some learning that's unique to me. Yeah, what that's bringing up for me, and I, I mean, you're exactly right, but what that's bringing up, because you were referencing earlier around like the teacher being more of the facilitator. And so what that's bringing up is when we're being intentional about learning for students, when we're removing this one size fits all and truly tailoring education, then whether I'm a teacher or I'm a learner, we're both in a space of learning. We're both in the space of being, like you said, like in collaboration with each other. Neither one of us, we're, we're, we're not holding power. Yes. And when you think about it, like you think about Lego blocks, there are the foundation of Lego are those very fundamental pieces. Over time, they've added certain pieces that are unique to whatever particular structure you buy to build. But the real genius and the artistry is what you can imagine and do with the foundational pieces that the world knows as Lego. So if we're talking about learning, what would represent those basic yellow gold blocks that in anything you build, that shape is there? That would be that fundamental core, how to, how to read, how to add, those things that transcend and show up in whatever it is that you're doing. Then what may represent the wheels? What may represent some very unique structures that are only two if you're trying to build this particular thing? So if we scaffolded the learning in that way, but provided the space for the student to create with intention what they want. So, you know, if, the, if we had this big bucket of Legos and it says, Shawnee, you build a building. Tim, you build a car. So now we are operating with the same bucket, but your intentional learning path is towards a building. Mine's is towards a car. Would you evaluate us the same? We would have to really trust that students could use their agency in a way that really propels them forward. And I'm not sure that we always trust students to understand what's best for them and what's like the best, I guess, intent for like their future. And we would have to create the space to help them develop the self-confidence and self-worth that is necessary to believe in their agency. Because once again, using that same metaphor, more times than not, you get it and this the image is on the box. So you build to mimic what's on the box. But that child that has agency, I'm going to build what's in my mind. And you may not understand it, but that's on you. Because to me, this is what I wanted. And now the next level may be for me to learn how to convey what I designed that is unique to me 
so that you can understand it, which is another level of learning. And so I think that especially if we're talking about marginalized youth, black, brown, indigenous, certain young people in different populations in various communities where they are entering learning with this inherent fear of failure. So they are, and so then when you give them the freedom, they don't know how to operate in the freedom because they truly have never been free. But what you're saying is kind of like the antithesis of like pathways, because what you're talking about is around like arts and entrepreneurships and many of the jobs to be done, as Clay Christensen would say, that don't have pre-existing pathways. And we were referencing like your ministry as part of that as well. So there's no like obvious on-ramps and off-ramps. And so how do we think to like intentionally build around those kind of pathways where it's it's not clear, but students still need direction. And I don't know if you all have been able to kind of be more successful with this at the high school of the recording arts or just in your own experience. It it really is about uh, giving the students as much knowledge and then really encouraging them to go and do. Uh, I'd say I I ran an after-school program for 22 years in Washington, D.C., and there's a couple of young people who have gone on and become professional artists in their own right. And it wasn't my ability to help map their path. It was just continuing to put the battery in their back and then check in on the milestones because they would circle back and be like, hey, Mr. Tim, I'm doing this now. And then it's like, okay, this is really great, but have you thought about this? But then also I will say those were my loudest cheerleaders when I reached the point in my life that I became the entrepreneur. Mm, So not creating the roadmap but just providing the structures, putting the structures yep. in place. It's like, I can't make your road map, but do you know how to make a road? Do you have a compass? Do, like, like Those are the types of things because I can't lay this path for you because I don't know where it's supposed to go. What, is, what does freedom look like to you? Because when you're building, what does success look like? What, you know, I, so, so it's, I think at times is being able to ask those effective questions and then just really knowing how to be that support. Because sometimes it's having a session with them where I'm only listening. Cause, and they know, like, I don't, I don't have the answer, but it feels good. We could talk it out together. We, we, can, we can write. And I mean, for those, my young people who know me, we 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 can pray together <laughs> like we we could tap into all the things because especially now because we're our relationship is no longer confined to the regulations of the organization in which we met so true and true true intentionality transcends structures exactly it transcends and creates new ones if i'm thinking about intention I pay attention to my thoughts as I mention. 
The instrumental becomes the thump of my heart connecting to my mind because I can't just amaze you with my ability to rhyme. I have to say something that points you towards the sign of your own intention. The I-N is in. What are you stepping into? And then that tent provides a covering from what rain may cause you to not move forward, but then you let some rain in because the ground has to be watered so that the seed can reach its intention, which means that it's blooming. And so if I take the word bloom, that means the next podcast is coming soon. Getting smart. It's your boy. Thanks for tuning in to the Getting Smart podcast today. We want this podcast to be actionable, insightful, and a great way to learn about what's next in learning. In order to stay on the cutting edge, we need people in the field to tell us what they're hearing, what they're wanting, and what they're needing to learn more about. Got a topic or a guest in mind? Send your recommendations to me, Mason at gettingsmart.com. And if you like what you're hearing, don't forget to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. Feel free to share the podcast on social media using the hashtag GSPodcasts. Thanks so much.